possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza, Dan and Wayne. It's a podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. How are you going, boys? Not too bad, mate. Another podcast, another win. It's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, very good. Going well. I'm doing this with our headphones tonight, so we're going in uh, blind, so hopefully it sounds all right, guys. Um, let's get straight to the footy. Now, prior on this year, and I've said it every week, I think, on the podcast, it's just... Deplorable. Uh, yeah, there's so many decisions, and um, I'm sick of them using the way, oh, it was interpreted right, it was this and that, common sense. No, these are black and white rules. You've got to follow them. You can't say, we used the rampy one, he climbed the goalpost, the goalpost shook, didn't play the free. But if you compare that to, say, a high tackle, you don't go, oh, no, I told him not to tackle someone high later, so I didn't pay a free kick. Yeah, well, there's heaps of uh, double 50s this weekend. Um it's a 50-metre rule. I don't even know why they even tinkered with it. It didn't need to be changed. That's causing a lot of confusion. Um, let's go on to the Dan Rampey goal saga. Um, he got fined $1,000 for climbing the goalpost. And the AFL said it was not a free kick. And if it happens this week, they won't be getting a free kick either. Because it's not intentionally shaking the goalpost. It doesn't matter. Like, if you unintentionally tackle someone high, like the analogy yeah, but, I just used. Uh, it's just where the grey area is in the uh, rules. But it's just them covering and defending the umpires. There, to me, there is no grey area. If someone's having a sh- shot on goal and you shake the goalpost, I don't care how you've done it. In my mm. opinion, climbing the goalpost would be the worst way to do it. And yeah, Are you I'm telling gonna... me if someone stood on the ground and shook it, that's not as bad as someone oh, climbing the bloody that's thing? That's it. That's it. Um, but they reckon... Oh, look, I'm glad they went with that decision and didn't pay it as a free kick. Because I reckon it would have been a bigger uproar if they had it. No, I, I'm the complete opposite. And I think the uproar would have been how stupid is Dane Rappi. I don't think they'll oh, pin that on anyway. I don't think they'll pin that on the umpires. Because right now the discussion's should the umpires have paid the free kick or not. If they paid it, the rules there, mm. I think the onus would then be on Dane Rampey. Dan Rampey also got sanctioned for ten thousand bucks and five thousand of that was suspended for calling the umpire you talk like a little girl. Yeah, uh, in the PC world, I knew that was going to happen. You can't, you just can't say things like that anymore. I think worse things get said than that on the footy field, but they don't get picked up on no, the mic. Not to umpires. Oh, I reckon it does, but no. they don't get picked up on the mic. Yeah. Because they got picked up on the mic, he's got fined because of that. I think Shouldn't umpires are quite precious. I think if they did, I think there'd be a free kick in a 50 metre But who's, who's made that? The, I'd say the AFL has said that because they've heard that over the mic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. over the mic. That's if you if, if you didn't hear it over the mic, he wouldn't have got... It wouldn't have got fined. Oh yeah, it's all Simple about public that. image. Yeah. I agree with that. But 100%. I think the goalpost thing—it should have been—it should have been a paid kick down the ground. Yep. And the thing where it's going to spew if Essendon miss if Essendon miss out on the finals by percentage. Yeah, but you ask yes. te- you ask me, every player be... in the AFL, and they have how many knew of the rule, 
and about 2% of them knew the rule. Doesn't matter, the rule's there. Yeah, well, hey, and, like, and I, don't, I don't think we live in a world where you think you can climb the goalpost. At the end of if the you day, ask those same um, yeah, footy players and said, do you think you're allowed to climb the goalpost? Most of them might not know if you can or not, but they would probably say, I don't think you can climb 70, the goalpost. He was 75 metres out. He was never going to get that distance. Oh, I don't even think it was that far. You watch him kick it. It was more the angle that was a bit brutal. And I think it was only about 60 metres. Did you hear the reason? Landed in the goal did you hear the reason why I couldn't do a top? Because he can't kick Because he's middle, missing one of his finger, middle oh, uh, fingers. Oh. So he can't hold the ball right. And that's what... Apparently, one person said that's what they were laughing about after the game. Yeah. And the other person says, look, I gave him a better shot and they had a smile. And then that thing gets blown up in the media because it's a, a two-second smile... And they're saying it's bad, bad look for the game. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah, see, I'm not that's a big bullshit. fan of Heppel as a captain, so I'm against him. But that just goes back to me being salty that uh, he beat Luke Shuey for the Rising Star <laughs> that year, to be honest. Like. All right, let's go on to the MRA findings. They're inconsistent as. Um, Fife and Ablett go up. They're, I don't care what you say. Him, Franklin, uh, Dusty Martin, even though Dusty Martin's copped a few little whacks and so has Fife, they're protected species. You hit the head with a raised shoulder, that is a weak. To me, this They're is... They're going, going on the outcomes yeah. of the, to the hit. To me, this is the biggest blight on the game right now. Fife's one, to me, was worse than Ablett's. He clearly raised his elbow and he's connected with the head. Mm. Um, mm. The thing I don't get with Ablett's, last week... It was a two-week... Was it a two-week suspension yep. or a one-week suspension? Two-week. This week, it's not. Mm. I know he got let off and the tribunal much, with a fine. It was identical. Yeah, it wasn't was much it? difference. And then you get the guy from North Melbourne because the, uh, the guy went off the ground and come back on later on, he gets a week. And that was a head clash. No yeah. raised elbows, was, no jump off the ground. That was a fair hip and shoulder. And it was just their heads, their heads collided on, on and, point of the bump. And Fremantle fans won't like it, but if Fife had to hit a smaller guy in the head in the right spot, it would have broken his jaw, and then we would have been calling him a dog like you called Gaff. Oh, to be honest, I think a lot of the true Fremantle fans think the same as we are right now, oh. that it, they should have been a suspension because he raised the elbow, hit someone in the head. End of the day, if that was material from Fremantle, he would have got a week or two. Yeah, he probably would have. Uh, because Fife and Ablett put bums in seats, it's, it's always going to happen. It always has happened. When the AFL get the MRO and the tribunal as independent bodies, then we might get something working. At the moment, it can't work the way it's gone. Uh, let's get on to something that's pretty good then, the Indigenous Jumpers, which comes up. I can't remember what round the Indigenous round is, but um, ours is um, done by Darrell Bellotti and Lois Jetta, and the Frio one, coincidence, is done by Bellotti's cousin and Troy Cook. I don't like the Frio one. Um, I think it's next week, but because it's our home game this week, I think we've got permission to wear it this week as well. Are we wearing it this week? Oh, I, I, be- believe I believe so, so yeah. yeah. I'll right. tell you what, I love our design. Um, yeah, I love it. A I few like stick it. out. I think it's the Suns. Beautiful design. And funny enough, Carlton's as well. Amazing Guernseys. Like, love them. I saw Saints. I think I like the Saints ones, and the Swans always mm. do a really good one. And Oh, yeah, look, I love them. I know people sit there and go, it's a money grabber for the oh, no, clubs it, and all it's that. It's 100% a money grabber. But, um, you know, you don't have to go buy it if you don't want to. Um, I bought one last year, so I really like that one. And this one I really, really like. And the story behind it, if you go on the Facebook um, and type it in on YouTube or something, it'll tell you the story behind it. And there's a pretty, pretty good uh, backstory for it. 
these five the five players stuck in the lift, boys. Uh, <laughs> what would you do if you were stuck in one? <laughs> There's not much you can do, really, is there? You just got to wait. I know what I'm like. I don't like confined areas, and I would have been breathing hard, and I would have been like screaming. <laughs> I, like, I like the Jamie Cripps interview. I don't know if you heard it. They no, said I they that one the passing the cheese through the. No, no, no they, well, they said they picked up the phone and uh, rang. They thought it was the hotel lobby, and they and the um, controller said, "Oh, whereabouts are you?" And they said, "Oh, we're in the hotel." Yeah, uh, hotel lift. He said, yeah, "Where about what hotel and whereabouts?" <laughs> yeah. So they were a central place in uh, yeah, the middle of Sydney. Company, apparently, yeah, yeah so, we'll be there in uh, thirty minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I just uh, I, the funny thing is, is I oh, know stuck in the lift. What would they do? Uh, technology nowadays, they'd be doing the exact same thing in their room. I think they'd all just be on their phones. Yeah. Like you look at it. The reason we found out is because it's all Instagrammed and all <laughs> over the place. You yeah, know? playing cards. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Maybe they should do it every week because all those players played pretty good. Very well. Bloody, yeah. uh, Crips best game for the year. Liam Ryan was uh, outstanding. But we'll talk about more on that in the finals. Iron. All right, guys. It's a. This is a new little segment we're doing. Uh, people send in their uh, questions. Um, so it's quick fire questions, rapid fire answers. So Dan, you can answer the first three. Wayne can do the next, and then I'll do the last. So shoot, mate. All right. Uh, who is the most important player at the club? So the player we could not lose. So it doesn't actually have to be the best, McGovern. but the most crucial. I would probably say Gutsu. McGovern. McGovern, without a doubt. Yeah, especially with a lack of tools. Yep. Um, what's your best game you've uh, best game Eagles have played that you've watched uh, not including obviously the grand finals uh, I have to say the uh, 54 point comeback at Geelong bugger that was mine too wasn't um, it down there Brilliant in game. 2006 yeah that to me was and and the following week because I was at the ground as the game Carlton, 40, Carlton game for me Carlton 44 points down yeah and that was because I was at the ground that was brilliant and that was at home yeah, yeah. I, I remember feeling slightly conflicted about those games because it's like well we let ourselves get so far behind twice but to come back shows great resilience and our last one if you could bring back any class player to play for the Eagles now who would you pick Oh, off field you get 20 seconds off field Stuff aside, so if you pick cousins, obviously it's not. Mm. I'd go, uh, yeah, I'd go Peter Matera. Yeah, I'd go Bluey McKenna. Yeah, like I was going to go cousins, but I changed today. I reckon Cox. Oh, I'd love to have Dean Cox oh, running around Cox again. Yeah, now. that'd be yeah. good. But uh, yeah, I just uh, we'll stop the clock. I think Peter Matera would find it brilliant running down with the rules down the wing. Imagine him with the yeah. burst play, you know. Oh, even though they did that sort of similar stuff. One of those plays that. Uh, Almost would fit in perfectly in the modern game today still. Yeah. Because a lot of those scene plays, like Asumich, I don't know how he, he would go in playing a forward now. Where Peter, you just think he could slot straight in. <laughs> All right, let's get the clock back on. Wayne's your go. Uh, based on current form and excluding the Eagles, who do you see as premiership material? Oh, well, it's quite obvious. Geelong. Yeah, it's painful, but I would have to say Cats. So they're finally playing young kids, and the young kids are performing. And Collingwood, it hurts to say. Collingwood are playing pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I think Adelaide are just starting to hit their strides. I'm, I'm not sold on Adelaide yet. If we beat them, then I'll retract that comment. You think Cats too? Uh, at the moment, yes, yeah. on current form. Long season, though, but mm. yeah, I'm with Cats right now. All right, next one. So if you were Gil, and I hate to be him anyway, but if you were Gil, what change would you make immediately? Change your 50 metre rule back to what it was last year. To me, we've touched on someone going detail, but MRO, we need to do something as there's biggest block in the game right now. Yep. What about you, Wayne? I'm the MRO. Yeah, Yeah, just get rid of him. Uh, You can do the next one. You can do the next one. 
All right. Uh, which player to kick from outside 50 to save your life? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Daz has asked this one. Jim. This is Darren, a uh, sound guru. Um, <coughs> well, I'd go Bunger, mate. I was going to say Bunger, but I've changed to uh, Jeddah. I reckon Jeddah. He's not shy of a goal. And yeah. I don't think he'll get nervous kicking on goal. He's not that kind of player. Like, Well, I'm going to throw in the man that does it continually, and that's Luke Shuey. <laughs> <laughs> he probably can't kick that far, but... Yeah, because when he's you said the experience, so he has, but when you said outside 50, yeah. Mm. And, you know, Yoey's not a bad kick from outside 50, too, if he, he gets onto it. But Who would be the least? Me, Gov. I know he's done it before. No, but no Marston. Marston, oh, Marston can't I kick. And even he says, uh, you know, he can't kick when he's looking at goals because he thinks about it too much. Yeah. And some players do. All right, uh, who's leading the race for the Brownlow Medal, boys? Well, I think Tim Kelly. I, I want to say Dangerfield, but I'm worried. We both picked Geelong players that they're stealing votes off each other. I'd say Tim Kelly or Bondam Pelly. I don't know if the Dogs have won enough games, but yeah, sometimes when there's a one standout in a lower team, that happens. Crips, right. Crips will be up there. Definitely. This is another one that's been on uh, Facebook forums, on different uh, Eagles pages, and Geelong pages, I guess. Uh, would you trade two first-round picks for Tim Kelly? Um, it's funny we talked about this off year last year no because they're different, almost different players this year his form warrants two first round picks I'll give that up in a heartbeat last year I think what we offered them was perfect this year you've got to give two picks what are you Wayne? yeah but as long as they're year after year not, yeah, yeah. not, not yeah, two first round yeah, picks the in first one and a future one yep. so yeah um, alright well, I think we'll all agree on that I think most people will agree yeah. on that anyone will try and get Tim Kelly um, and this one you've got more than 20 seconds to have if you want to answer it will any team have a new head coach at the end of the year if so which club or clubs and who will be the coaches I think Ross Lyon um, if Frio don't inform I think they if they win another half a dozen games um, they might go oh let's steady the ship let's give him another shot but if not um, I think Lyon's gone I think they really have to look at Sumit he was assistant coach there um, and to be honest, any um, team I pick, I think Sumich would be the next in line because they, we've had that bigger turnover of coaches. The, the talent pool of coaches isn't really there like it was, say, mm. five, ten years ago. Um, and Saints are improved this year. Um, he won't get the five. I'm not a big fan of Bevo, Bevo from Buddy Dogs. Yeah. but I, I can only see Carlton be the only one to change a coach. And who would be coming into there? I couldn't tell you. Well, I reckon, I reckon John Longmire will go from Sydney. I think his contract's up at the end of the year. I reckon Brad Scott will go from the Roos because mm. there's a bit of turmoil going on there. I reckon Brendan Bolton will go from the Blues. And you've got um, Robert Harvey out there, Brett Ratton, and Peter Sumich, obvious uh, candidates for coaches. And I'd love to see Ross Lyon go for Frio and Peter Sumich come in, but I, don't, I can't see that happening. Sorry, I misread that too because I thought you meant by the end of this year. But no, at the end of the year, there will be changes. Yeah. For sure. Because there hasn't been for a little while, so I think it's going to happen. All right, guys, let's get into the final siren. It's the final siren. Well, the Eagles uh, took on uh, St Kilda over there at Marvel, and uh, the end scores were West Coast 12 goals, 16-88, to St Kilda 10 goals, 10-70. And... um, the better players for the Eagles were well, Hearn, Cripps, Yo, Sheed, Shuey, Gaff, uh, Ryan, you can name them quite a lot. St Kilda, Dunson, Bruce, Ross, 
uh, Billings. We'll talk about them more later on. The goal kickers, Kennedy 2, Petricelli 2, Allen 2, Cripps 2. And for St Kilda, Ken had 2 and Billings had 2. Um, you know, we went in probably favourites for the whole game and we held held control for the most of the game and we got out to a 30-point lead only for St Kilda to come back and uh, peg us back in the last quarter due to Aaron Keaton. Well, I was actually very, very impressed with this game. I thought overall it was a team effort. The only blight on the game was our wasted opportunities in front mm. of goals. Yeah, one, uh, goal one, one goal eight in that last mm. quarter alone. But the whole game felt like that. And um, you can't just look at the behinds and say, oh, well, convert those. It was really, we had a couple out-of-bounds on full bad choices going in forward or chipping. Mm. Like, I just felt we had over the 100 marks. We won the contested possessions again. You know, we read off the list. All our players performed. The biggest thing to me is Oscar Allen kicked two goals. Petrosalli kicked two goals. Ryan kicked one four. Venables kicked one. So I just felt our younger brigade really had an impact this game too, which I absolutely loved. Well, you have a look at the stats, and the Saints over used a ball, I thought, and it showed, and they were had, like, 30 more disposals than us. Um, um, the, you know, kicks were pretty even. Uh, free kicks, Eagles won. You could tell that from the Bowen. And they uh, say Eagles boo. Jesus Christ, don't listen to the noise Everyone that coming was, out of yeah, that. Um, um, we won the clearances uh, in the centre. was pretty even. The stoppages, we were winning. Inside 50s, we only just won. And marks inside, we we haven't been winning the marks inside 50s, which sometimes can be a bit alarming, but not to us, I guess. Uh, contested possessions. Saints were number one in the competition with contested possessions, and we beat them in contested I, possessions. I knew you'd like that stat. Um, that really surprised me. And even in the tackles, it, uh, it's really funny with the tackles. Do they count a broken tackle? Because... I just don't see that many I don't, full tackles from the Eagles. I don't know if they tackles, do, you know? because I remember watching Sheed going, oh, there's a stat there, you know, he got a tackle. But mm. it didn't come up on the yeah, for his stats. So I don't think broken tackles count, but I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Well, let's talk mm. about some of the Eagles players before we get into the St Kilda side. Uh, the midfield, I mean, before I go into it, it's just amazing how you can see or how you report on the game, if we had kicked eight goals one instead of one goal was eight, how different we'd be talking about the game? Very much so. Yeah, I mean, I was really disappointed with it, to be honest. I thought we had control, but yeah. I, I wasn't... I wouldn't well, say probably, I wasn't happy, but yeah. we had control, but I thought we could have buried him, and that, that proved... I just I don't think we're getting enough out of Kennedy. I don't think we're getting enough out of Darling. I think, uh, I, I believe, um, Jeddah, he, how he's still getting a game is beyond me. Um, same with Cole. You got young Rotham who's been playing well. Yeah, see with Jetta, his yeah. kicking keeps him in the game. But it shouldn't. And he's he's at 80, 88 to ninety four percent every game. And um, it, to me, it's it always comes down to his body language that looks wrong sometimes. Oh. And to me, that's just probably the downturn on his game. That's just me. Um, yeah, Hearn and Jetta. Uh, their kicking is so elite, and that's what keeps. Yeah, but if he's a, if if Jetta's kicking wasn't decision, elite, he wouldn't be there. Not. But it is just for me. Elite if I was a coach, and this is how I used to coach. You, when you're a defender, your first job is to defend, and he does not defend. Yeah, but see, this you, is this you've is, got Brad Shepherd, who who plays exactly the same, who defends, marks, spoils, 
gets the kicks, kicks long, does everything. Hearn's the same. Jetta does not defend. Oh, well, this is where we come to Schofield then, right? So before we get into, we'll go through all the, the lines and how who was better and all that. Schofield gets maligned every week. And I was watching so, uh, social media, and especially on TNG, and people were going, oh, Schofield, this. <coughs> but what they don't realise is Schofield's in there for a role as a negating defender to stay on his man. And when you got Gov, Shepherd, include Jetta, and Hearn running off their men. He's the only person there to fill the hole out of all four of them. So the ball comes over, he's caught in between all four of them, and people automatically well, think it's Schofield's the, the problem. It's, it's not the problem. It's very similar to what Wayne just said, is a defender's job mainly is to defend. That's their first job. And, but he's doing- and Schofield's a... Um, very old school defender where he spoils mm. his man on man. Yeah. He's not a gov that's going to go loose and take a set marks. And he does that. He only had a goal kicked on him. Uh, it, what I don't understand is And that he was coughing up blood too, so <laughs> you got to cut him a bit of slack. What I don't understand about it is he's probably the fastest, other than Jetta, in the back line. They don't use him as a rebound defender. I, you don't see his pace anymore. I don't even know if yeah, he has it. Because he's but not he playing was, that no, he was, Yeah, that's he's what I'm saying. Playing, I don't know if he's still got it, but he did, lost he did have it. He's, he's playing the last line of defence, but he can still break lines. And mm. I, that's why I'm just saying defenders, a lot of people sometimes criticise um, how they're playing and all that. And unless we actually know their roles, um, to me, I thought you just touched on it, Cole, he's having a shocking season. Mm. And I don't know if it's the starts of games, but the start of games are shocking. It seems like he takes a while to get into it. Maybe we should start him on the bench. I don't know if I minded his game this week, but yeah, I would agree this isn't a season. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how everyone sees it. The yeah. coaches, if you see the coaches' votes, they gave Yo best player on the ground. They gave him nine votes. So he got five and he got a five and a four, obviously. And I think uh, I mean I, I mean for me I thought I thought um, Ryan was our best player all day, and he w- he only got about three votes. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to the goals that they're doing. Well, we've just been talking about the defensive side. Let's have a talk. Shannon Hearn, he probably was the best out of the lot. He five disposals at eighty eight percent, nine marks. You can't ask much more for a skipper. He's rock solid every week. McGovern had 13 disposals at 76%, but it's what he, he spoils unbelievable. You know, some of those where he was spoiling to advantage, and that's why he's regarded as one of the best because he's intercepting. He, yeah, his disposals probably don't say that he did a lot, but he did. I thought he played his best defensive game I've ever seen him play. And Shepard. That's my view. And like you said, Shepard, he's Mr. Consistent <clears throat> every year, every game. And I don't think he's consistent. I think he's gone to another level, so yeah. I wouldn't say that. But, yeah, but he's the one you can rely on. You know, he's going I, to I agree. Game. No, that, that word I agree. But consistent's the same level the whole way. Yeah. I think he's pla- not plateaued. That's complete opposite. No, not plateaued. I think he's spiked <coughs> this year. I think yeah. he's... Last year he had a brilliant year. This year, I think he's um a lot more attacking. Yeah, he, yeah, he's rebounding um, a lot. And I think he had someone like... Uh, well, let's quickly have a look. I think he had about eight... No, four... I think he had eight rebounds. I can't remember because I've stuffed up with my type and I'm not a very good typist. Um, but, look, the defenders were good and they won us the game. Defenders always do. They say forwards do, but defenders do. Um, but let's go to the forward line. Liam Ryan, like we just said, I, I, I put him as one of the best on the ground, if not the best. Um, he, he was everywhere. He had ten pressure acts, one goal, four. Could have been five goals. 17 disposals, uh, two inside 50s, three clearances. His, his uh, efficiency isn't the best, but he can work on that. But Jamie Cripps, 
last week was shocking. And on his 150th game, which he's played 16 at the Saints as well, 28 pressure acts. Yeah, that's so, Just alone. And he got two goals. And when I looked on some of the Eagles' uh, social media sites, no one was even talking about him. Yeah, he flew very under the radar this game. I think the commentators had him as best in ground. Mm. I agree with you, you boys. I had Liam Ryan up there. I always had Sheed up there. Another high yeah. possession game, but two goals. He's just ticking over goals playing in this midfield still. Yeah, well, I think I've got it here on the paper somewhere if I can find it. I had, uh, we had, what, Sheed? He had, what, 28 disposals, uh, four inside 56 clearances, and in Marseille's absence, it's got a more balance to the side. Good stat. Two goals. I like goals. Yeah, Underrated goals. stat. I've got, you got two goals. I've got him down as one goal. No, he kicked two it, goals. Something two. I said a few weeks ago, and if you all saw it, and I know I said it to um, Benji over East. Yeah. I said the big difference between, and everyone's everyone's maligned about, I know Maston and that, I'm not a big fan, but the big difference is that I would sooner have a guy getting 35 possessions at, at 70% than a guy getting 14 possessions at... 90 to 100%. Yep. And that's the difference between Sheed and Gaff to have a Masson on the wing. All right. And I think Shuey is playing brilliant football. Yeah. I 27 disposals, great. 7 clearances, 6 inside 50s, 88% efficiency. He's becoming the complete midfielder. All right. Well, let's. I want to talk about Vardy. So maybe you boys go first because I think I might have a differing opinion. Well, yeah, Yoey, let's talk about Yoey. He had 23 disposals, 6 clearances, 6 tackles, 5 inside 50s. At 69%. So, yeah, it's, I'm amazed that the coaches gave him five and four. That's yeah. um, you got nine votes. And I watched the game twice. And he, he, I'm not saying he played bad because he didn't. He played great. But uh, one guy that I did like attacking the ball was Liam Duggan. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he does turn it over a bit. He's consistent every week. But he takes it on. And I love that our player mm. that he's not scared to take it on. He knows his limitations, but he keeps going. It's funny when you bypass that. And I was looking back at there and I think, why haven't we spoken about him? Either. Yeah, I got a bit lost there myself, it's, actually. Uh, but yeah. yeah, well, yeah. we got... we got. Sorry, I rated Jay. him very highly. We were talking yeah. about Nathan Vardy, guys, because you can't see us. Mm. Um, yeah, look, he, um, like you said, you've rated him. And it's just funny that we both talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Vardy went out and we were talking about he had to play a great game. He did. Mm. Played a great game, got injured. Vardy comes in. Didn't probably play great last week, but this week he did what he was needed to. And uh, 20, you know. 31 of the 38 hit outs. So he did pretty good. So, and he, he only had nine touches, but he did a lot of things off the ground, so around the ground. So Yeah, see, I'm still not uh, sold on Vardy. Um, it's hard, and I, I, that's why I asked it, because it was on social media, had a great game. You touched on the disposal efficiency, 30 compared to 15. Well, he only had nine, and they weren't all good disposal efficiencies. Mm. And I want to ask you a question. Who do you play on? Who's Saints Ruckman? Don't know, but it doesn't really matter. Oh, they, it matters. They, they, put, some, they matters put someone huge. on the ground. I wrote it down here. Yeah, but it's they put Marshall. someone on the ground. Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Yeah, but they put so him on the ground. He's I got would, to compete against him, and that's, yeah, but that's it. You, you, if he played on Gorn, you would know. It matters hugely. Like, your opposition. He had nine disposals well, on, like, the, probably the least... Um, experienced Ruckman in the oh, AFL oh. and he still only had nine disposals. Yeah, but he still did it's his tap work to advantage. You just can't go on disposals. I don't think he did but see, this is to where advantage Ruck- though. This, oh, is where Ruck- tap out. this is where yeah, Ruckman everyone's, every, Ruckman are going to be criticised or seen 
different ways by different people. Um, like Nick, what he does is totally different to what he's going to do, mm. and he does totally what Devardi does do. And as long as we've got one of them there competing, and I guess like you said, you only can go up against who you're up against. I thought that was Vardy's best game for the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's but definitely his best game for the year. That doesn't mean much. That doesn't mean much I'm for hard on him this week, this yeah. year. I uh, just think, as you touched on with the disposal efficiency, I think you're saying right. The midfielders, you brought up the disposal efficiency. You'd rather have more disposals and less disposal efficiency. Well, he didn't have great disposal efficiency and only not. Yeah. So I find that's a bit contradictory. Where it's like, well, you, because you, he's a ruckman, it's okay. But you I, know what? You know what Nick averages as disposals, don't you? Yeah, it's quite low. But when he Ten. has a nine-one, yeah, but that's one more still, and he gets slammed Doesn't for that really sometimes. Matter. But yeah, but but <laughs> no one slams Nick. But <laughs> I don't care. You, you, your opposition puts a player up there. You got to go out and beat him. And that opposition player, whether inexperienced, who did you watch the Frio um, Richmond game? No. Um, what's the last quarter? I mean, yeah. uh, the big guy went down in the second quarter with a groin, bad groin yeah. for Richmond. Nankervis. They bought young uh, Brule or whatever his name in. Now, he's he's about four four inches shorter than the other guy. He rucked brilliantly. Yeah. He turned Richmond's game around again when Richmond, when Fremantle coming back. So you're only as good as you can. the other team put someone on you. And we, we need two Ruckman this week. Yeah, we do. And we'll talk yeah, about that. We'll talk about that in the bouncer when one. it comes up. St Kilda, we'll quickly touch on him. Josh Bruce, he had uh, seven uh, contested marks up 40. I think he was probably one of the better tall guys up forward. Seb Ross had 31 possessions. Dunson, you know, 26 disposal. Jack Billings was probably Sane's best. Uh, kicked a couple of goals. Savage kicked one of the goals a year. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, right, right foot uh, banana there on the... Goal um, boundary line. Gresham, who's just signed another four year deal, he ended up with one goal and 20 disposals. And Kent from the ex Melbourne guy, he got two goals and 13. But they just weren't in the game for a lot. And they had an even spread of disposals, but they just didn't have that person that stood out and jumped down and took but, the game But off. see, that's why I was quite happy with this game overall, because Saints, they were slotting goals from the bounding line, ones that they probably wouldn't get most of the time, where we were missing easy shots, you know what I mean? So yeah. it made the score look a bit more respectable than it actually was. All right, well, we're going to leave that little wrap-up on uh, the Saints, because we, we beat them and that's what we needed. We needed the four points, but we do need percentage. Yeah, no waffle wrap on this show this week, because... They didn't play last week, and we sort of recovered what they did last week. But they are playing tomorrow, for, for I don't know what reason, at, um, at Leaderville Oval against East Perth. So we should have a bit of a more news on that and see. We'll probably know who's playing against the Demons mm. the day beforehand. So uh, we'll look forward to that next week with the Waffle Wrap. Now we'll get into Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. All right, the Eagles, well, they face the demons, or will they send the demons to hell, as we say? Said Optus on this Friday night at 6.10. If you're going to, if you catch the buses and trains, don't rely on the special event uh, trains and buses because they're not working until after the game, guys. So keep that, be aware of that. Um, guys, will we have a repeat of last year's prelim final this week? That'll be nice. Yeah. Or are we yeah. getting ahead of ourselves? I... I really hope so. A percentage booster would be great. This game worries me because they are a terrible team right now, Melbourne. But they're winning. But but they're not. They won two games this three, year. Three. Three now. Oh, they're catching up. But their list is so good. I still rate that team so bad. Mm. And 
I find this even happened to us last year. We tend to play teams when they're coming into form or have form. Or we play like, them into form. Essendon, <laughs> but Essendon last year were horrid. Yeah. And then they started to win a couple of games. We played them and then they destroyed us. But they won like, I think, six to eight games in a row in this patch. And we have them in that patch where they were in great form. And that's why Melbourne worried me right now because I know the talent is there. Well, they don't, they don't worry me as much. But the last five times we've met, last year, 66 points. But a few weeks before that, they beat us by 18 points. That was the only time Melbourne have beaten us since 2011. We beat them by three points at Subi. I oh, know Melbourne beat, beat us. us at, yeah. yeah, so there was two that they won since 2011 by three points at Subi. Then we won six points at Subi in 2016, 54 in Darwin in 2015. And then after that, it was 54, 48, 108, 94, 93, and 56 point killings. Mm. So that was an average of 75 point winning sprees by Eagles. Yeah, um, but that was in their bad days. Yeah, yeah it's in the yeah. day. But that went for a long some, time. For so. some reason, we match up good on Melbourne. Um, they don't... If they had a full list, they'd be worrying me. But they at the same time, you've got to be aware, beware of a wounded team, you know what I mean? Well, uh, I remember that last year's game, we lost by 18 points. <coughs> Josh Kennedy wasn't playing, and that was the game. I don't remember. Darling got knocked out in the opening couple yep, minutes. Yeah. Really bad. Yep. So we were down on the bench, and we were without our two best key forwards there. So even though we lost that one, you know, I don't like using injuries as an excuse. It's like, well, they're about in that game as well. Well, let's talk about injuries. Melton's injury list is unbelievable, and a few of them would have been playing this week. Mitch Hannon one week for a knee. Michael Hibbert, he would have been played. He did a collarbone in a game against Suns two weeks. Neville Jetta is still out for 10 weeks with a, a knee. Um, Jack Levy's coming back from a knee. He's probably going to play VFL. Stephen May's still out. He hasn't played for his new club. Melksham, Melksham, yeah, he was damaging in that game that they beat us at um, Optus. He's out for four to five weeks. Uh, Nitschke's out for the season. Smith's out for four to weeks. Uh, Sam Wiedemann's a test. He might come back in. That's a long bloody list. I I'm, I might be jumping the gun here, but I so hope Rioli's back. Because watching that injury list, what the thing that screams out to me is Hibbert and Jeddah out. Mm. That's their two best small defenders. Yep. I'm, I want something big from Cripps. I want something great from Rioli if he comes in with Ryan. Our small to medium players, I want them to dominate this game because that's their weakness now is their defence well, and especially their small defenders who, who do you, well look let's have a good look at our injuries anyway Barras is 7 or 9 weeks uh, Patrick Bynes he, he's not in contention but he's still got the hernia so he's going to be out of whack for the waffle Hamish Brayshaw he's 2 to 3 weeks Jared Cameron could play back with the waffle tomorrow Hickey now I think he'll come back in I think they're going to play the two Ruckman mm. we'll talk about that in a second Nat Nui they're saying round 14 some sneaky reason I reckon he's going to be playing beforehand. Willie Rioli, he's got to get it through a fit, fitness test tomorrow. If he gets through that, he'll be playing. And Watson's out with his shoulder two to three weeks, but that was three weeks ago. So with someone going on there with his shoulder. Yeah, I, I, I like the Rioli thing. They're coming out saying he's not going to play in the waffle. 
I actually like that. I like that because why would you put a Ferrari in a yeah. in a dirt race? Yeah. Well, the big question there: who comes in, who goes out? It's, it's probably more likely going to be Waterman or something. Yeah, like well, that. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll that. Say that. Who's going to come in? I, well, I'm, I'm with Wayne 100 there. I reckon Waterman. Um, I reckon. If, if, see, the problem is, I had a shot at Vardy before because I'm very harsh on our Ruckman. I think because we've been spoiled with him. But I agree with Wayne. What Wayne said before too is that we will have to go in with. I think you said too with two Ruckman because it's mm. against Gorn and it's a fitness thing. Then we need so, time. So we need to get rid of not just Waterman for Rioli, go a bit small for. We now need to cut someone else to bring Hickey. So who's going to? You're going to bring in Hickey, and let's just say we, we're based on Hickey. Who would you take out for Hickey? Because Rioli's 50-50. Hickey's a certainty to play. This is so hard because you'd have to take out Waterman for Hickey. Yeah, because well, well, you got that too many talks. But then, right? but then that just so Rioli's Rioli, yeah. So for Rioli, and I, I heard to say it, it's hard to say it, but um. Venables played a good game, but he's going to have to make way for... Yeah, see, that's mm. what kills me, because he, like... I, he played his best game I've seen. I know he kicked, like, three goals a game last year. But, but to Rioli, me, he's 15 as well. He was breaking through tackles. He, he looked really good. He, he looked really good, but Rioli plays a similar game where he can play best in the middle, which Venables did. He did a few little bursts in the middle. Stark contrasts, aren't they, though? They like, are, Rioli's but... a star. No, I'm not meaning, yeah. like, positions they play. I mean, Rioli's a star and Venables is someone we want yeah. to perform. So, yeah, you would have to agree with him, but I hate him being dropped after that game, though. And I... don't be surprised if Schofield is omitted because of his ribs. Because he was see, bleeding. That's where I was going. I was going. And Rotham will come in for him, you'd I... say. Well, oh, no, not then necessarily. See, I, to, I, what I, about Nelson? I, no, see, I was going... Yeah, four changes. I can't even think of the second player. I, 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 I don't know there won't be any more than two or three changes, but I think definitely... Willie comes in, I reckon it'll be Waterman. If Hickey comes in, this is my view, Schofield out, Allen down to fullback, as I've always wanted. And then the third one, who we were just saying there, who might come in... Um, uh, see, Rotham? See, Rotham, if Rotham come in to me, and uh, I'll say it again... Jed is not playing well enough to stay in that that team, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I'd, I'd have Cole, I'd have Jed in my team over Cole any well, day. Well, be one of them too then. I'd have any, any day because to me, I get, I just seem to me Cole plays that negating role as well. He's one. Him and Schofield play those negating negative defensive roles, where other guys are rebounding off and running off, mm. and um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So you can't take both of them out. So one of them is going to go out. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I chucked up Nelson then because I thought he's been playing pretty good mm. in the waffle, and he's a forgotten man. And when he he knows how to play AFL, he's he's he goes for it. Yeah, he gets criticised of his turnovers, but he's, he's working on that though. He's playing you know a I mean? lot more in the midfield though, so he's it's a bit harder. But I think it'll be two, and we're in a great position with our two key. Uh, key position players in Brander and Oscar Allen that we have that flexibility to go back. So I like that. Um, um, cut Waterman and then if Schofield's not fit, move Oscar Allen back and then you have the resting Ruckman. Mm-hmm. So it'll be more likely Vardy because he's usually, you know, yeah, well, you could use Oscar better forward that, yeah. and then Hickey and Vardy swap yeah. up forward. Then Rioli, obviously, then comes in for Waterman. I was going to suspicion because he's not a, Schofield's not on the injury list and we all know he got hit in the ribs. He's been on the podcast saying he was bleeding. He was coughing and up blood. Coughing yeah. up blood and yeah. he, he, he wasn't he wasn't 100% sure he was playing. I'm surprised he had a fractured rib after so, last week. Well, they, the doctor asked him, you got a fractured, punctured lung, and he goes, well, you're the doctor, you should be telling me. Yeah. So that's a bit weird. So he I, says he was breathing yeah. fine. So, so I was a bit critical last week too of both our key forwards. They didn't do much 
They did something after half, did a little bit after <laughs> half time. But again, I know them. I know they're on sort of. I'm not saying get rid of Jack or or Jack but they are not playing well. They our didn't play well last our week. Our team's trying to nullify their I'll, I'll tell impacts. you. I'll tell you what. It was funny as what I'll tell. Third quarter, I said, "Oh, JK is bloody rusty. He's there's no preseasons really affected him. Then all of a sudden, he clunks two marks, kicks three goals, mm. and I was just like." Literally, it couldn't be worse. Ty, I just said that. Well, I that, think that Darling actually yeah. played an all right game. I think he only had the one goal. I won't kick more goals than that. Tommy played okay. But yeah, he to me, I think he took six contested marks. And I said to Wazer off camera, um, I don't notice that when I'm watching it live because I'm on the edge of the seat a bit. But watching the replay, I find Darling is so hindered at the ball. Like he was pulled down. You watch that great mark with that Josh Kennedy took. Look in the background and what they're doing to. Um, Darling, they've ran directly at Darling, grabbed his jump, and they pushed him away from the pack. Right. Um, another one, he went for the mark, and they pulled him down by his arm, and none, he never gets these free kicks. You say, JK, that was his worst performance in stats since in twelve years. Uh, six kicks and uh, two goals and two marks. That was mm. his, he hasn't played had worse stats than that. Um, Darling, yeah, I saw it on replay, and I totally sorry, I'm different. He has, I saw it live. He plays for a lot of free kicks. I see a lot. He looks at the umpires a lot. I wonder if that and, hurts him. And, and you see him at the ground, and you'll see it this week when you go to the ground. Um, he does look at the umpires a bit too much, and he sort of like puts his hands up. Hope he gets rid of that out of his game. So let's have a look at uh, Melbourne, who they have beaten. They've beaten Sydney by 22 points, Hawks by five points, and got over the line. I don't know how they beat that. I don't know how Gold Coast let that slip by one point. Uh, they've lost to Port by 26, Cats by 80, Essendon 18, St Kilda 40 and Tigers by 43. Um, yeah, I think they're a team that their next four to five weeks are going to define where they are or what's going to happen with them. But they're ranked number one team in the comp by Champion Data. Shows you how good uh, Champion Data is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, sorry, I know we're supposed to be wrapping this up, but let's cast our mind back to last week, you know. Uh, was it 17-point win? Oh, was it against, um, against Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, about yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it was like everyone, it could have been more, could have been 23 or something, something around that mark. And everyone was complaining like, oh, you know. But I think we're judging teams on how they played last year because Melbourne only won by a point. Yeah. And they were supposed to be premiership favourites this year, you know. So brings the it into contrast. We spanked them in the prelim. Yeah, yeah emotional scars. All right, let's go for a winner for this game, boys. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I always go for the Eagles every week. By, let's go 26 this week. I'm going to say 23 just because I said 23, so now it's in my mind. Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to go Eagles by 42. I think we need to get some percentage here, and if they can't do it this week, they might not. The rest of the year, he's going to be best on ground, boys. He's going to set the world I think Sheed. Sheed the goat. Uh, I think Yo is about to break out. Well, I'm going to chuck it out if Rioli plays. I reckon he's going to turn it on and there's going to be some magic on the ground. <laughs> if he doesn't, I'm going to go Shuey. Um, and first goal kicker, I'm going to go Cripper. I think JK's ready to go. I think Darling going to take a great contested mark and convert. <coughs> well, let's see if any of us are any close on that. Uh, thanks for listening to us, guys. Um, we'll be back next week. I think Eagles play Adelaide next next round. Uh, then we got um, Bulldogs and then we got the bye. So... Not Sydney? No, we are. Oh. So after the buy? No, oh, I don't know. Anyway, we got a buy coming up and then Nick Nack's back. So that's what I'm waiting for. I'm just well, old. It comes on a bit earlier. Sorry, I know we're wrapping it up again, but um, 
did anyone notice they don't talk about Nick that much in the injury reports anymore? His knee's fine. It's just getting his mind and yeah. his body right now because yeah. his knee's recovered. In the uh, injury, it says indefinite. So he's getting close, so, isn't yeah. he? It's very it's exciting. Very close. All right, guys, we're Eagle Nation. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download sh- shows from there, and we can go on a multitude of uh, podcast platforms such as SoundCloud, which is our preferred uh, platform. We can go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castro, Castbox, Overcast, Wooshka, and plenty more. Um, or you can go to Podcast Central, give that page a like on Facebook, and that's got sports, pop culture wellness music and technology so we're everywhere guys uh, spread the word tell your family your eagles friends everyone and uh jump on our uh, facebook page and leave us some questions and some comments guys and um a review if you can that's it you know yep. hit that like button mate even if you're not too impressed with it give us a good review it helps <laughs> yeah lie <Yeah. laughs> well, thanks week. guys and eagles yep. we'll face the demons go Shepard to Hooker, leads the charge. Now Nelson, beautifully read by Shepard. 